So I posted this photo on social media, on, on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. You can find it on the Instagram page at eat, drink, smoke podcast. And it was a, it was a coffee mug and a cigar on top. And I'm telling you, I haven't seen that much reaction to one of our photos as if people don't know you should be smoking a cigar with a cup of coffee. People, what have we been trying to tell you? It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and this, one of the great coffee cigars. Not flavored, but goes with coffee. The Diamond Crown Number 6 Maduro. This is a Figurado. Now, a Figurado is the shape, right? So, Anything that isn't straight can be seen as a figurado. That's the way the people at Cigar Aficionado describe it, right? So you're talking about torpedoes or a pyramid or a perfecto. So this starts at a very, very small point and then gets pretty bulbous and then slowly tapers its way back down to the cap where you're smoking it from at a nice, simple, easy-to-handle ring gauge. This uh, cigar right here, well... Let's call it a 6 by 64 shall we? Yes, we shall. What does that mean? It's six inches long, Fingers Malloy. Tee-hee. Always makes him laugh. And 64 is the ring gauge, the diameter, how thick it is around. Tee-hee. The problem is, it's not a 64 where you're smoking from. I would actually argue that's coming down to a 50. At its most bulbous point, that's where the 64 is. That's what we're smoking. This... This is just absolutely, positively lovely. We've just lit this up. It is this unbelievably dark wrapper, a really dark, rich brown with hints of black. Some beautiful oil coming off there right now and showing a white ash in contrast to that wrapper that is just absolutely glorious. Cocoa and cream right off the bat, Tony. That's what I'm getting. And uh, it it is... A little odd feeling in the hand, um, you know, because it's it, at the foot. It's it's a little bit bigger, so it, it almost feels it top feel, heavy. Does it feel unbalanced? <laughs> yes, it feels unbalanced. Um, but uh, so far, very pleasant smoke. We got the V cut going. Uh, lots of pleasant smoke coming off of the stick. Uh, the wrapper is just beautiful. Uh, so far, I'm very pleased with what I've got. Right, so these are, these are the people of. of uh, um, down there in Tampa, there, there's, there's some of the, the, the good, good people over there, J.C. Newman. And so this is, is a Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper with Dominican filler and, and binder. And yes, that little bit of cocoa underneath. I don't, know if that's a, I don't know if it's a heavy chocolate, but really just a nice sweet cocoa underneath. There's a little touch of cream. There is not a bit of spice. And the idea, you know, Richard here at Blend Bar Cigar, where we're smoking right now, Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, blendbarcigar.com, he described it as a very full mild. And that's a nice way to put uh, this cigar. When I posted the photo, the coffee and the cigar, people started responding all over the place. And one of the things I started talking about is, is that a good breakfast stick? Well, I wasn't having it at breakfast because I don't get to do the breakfast cigar, and I rarely do the breakfast cigar. People wake up and will have a cigar. This is one of those you can do it with, except people are going to get scared away by the by the richness of the of this color. They're going to look at that wrapper and they say, "Oh, that's too strong." That's not it. And people get so confused and get so wrapped up in, "Oh, that looks too strong for me." 
That's why you talk to your local tobacconist. And it's why, for, for one reason, I buy my cigars locally. Yeah, there's a whole tax conversation, right? You're spending a little bit more at the mom and pop shop than you are online. You know what? It's worth it because I get to talk to somebody who can answer my question and see the confusion in my eyes <laughs> and then help me uh, through with this. But we're just into the first third. You are get you have a nicer burn than I do. I'm a little bit off, so I'm just going to turn the cigar. Very often, if your burn is off, don't forget heat rises, so you want to be kind of turning that cigar, not, not every second, but move it a little bit as you go along. You hit that cocoa and cream right off the bat, Fingers Malloy. This is the Diamond Crown number six. Maduro, where are you at right now? I'm enjoying this. I mean, it's it's very, uh, the, the, the the cocoa notes, the, cr- the cream notes, um, pairing very well with the coffee we're having here at Plen Bar Cigar in Indianapolis. They do a French press here, uh, cream and sugar. Uh, it's a very good pairing. I'm a little surprised that you got that kind of reaction with your picture. As, it was crazy. As though you can have coffee in the afternoon, you can have coffee in the evening. There, I guess people just assume, oh, he's having his first cup of joe in the, the, the day and he's going to have that cigar. I think people think that there are rules. They're always in this place where there are rules. Like, oh, you can't do this to a bourbon. Oh, you got to have this at this time. Oh, that cigar it looks like this, therefore it means it's going to be strong or it's going to be weak. No, 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 no. You don't know until you try. It's like when you're when you're doing this cigar. This is the number six Maduro from, from Diamond Crown, the Figurado. Break that down. Make sure you get your notebook out and you're writing down what it is that you're experiencing. First third, second third, final third, right? You can eye it. You can figure out which one is which. What did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? We could play Fingers, America's favorite game. What did Fingers Malloy eat today? By the uh, way, what did you eat today? Uh, on my way home. Uh, from uh, a little trip I took today. Uh, there was a, a nice pizza joint. Uh, was there? Yes. Um, did it did it rhyme with Pizza Hut? No. Uh, Biddle Measers. Oh, is that right? Yes. You went to the Middle Measers, did you? <laughs> yes. Very popular in the Midwest. Yes. They have uh, a pizza that has a pretzel crust, and they got the rock salt thrown all over it. It's, it's delightful. It pairs very you, well with a cigar. When you eat pizza, the answer is... More salt. How are you alive? How how do you... You know what I had before I got here? Hummus. That's who I am. With cucumber. I swear to you, I have given up. Given up on all sorts of manhood things. I can only do what I do. How do you do it? Well, I got to tell you, I used to be on a strictly hummus diet. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it went straight to my thighs. Gained 15 pounds <laughs> in four hours. So I had to quit, and I switched over to pizza. With now, rock salt. Yes, now ripped abs. <laughs> that would Now, see, pizza would mess with how I feel about the cigar. Pizza would absolutely mess with my ability to catch those sweeter notes underneath. But wait, was this like hours ago, or was this like 40 oh. minutes ago? Four hours ago. All right, so maybe you're a little bit better. But write down what you ate because when you go back and try that cigar a month later or a couple weeks later or six months later, you get you can compare and you may pick up different flavors and different feels about that cigar because what you ate and what the weather's like, that whole metabolism conversation, that's a huge part of the experience. But when you have a pretzel crust pizza, Tony, you well, don't have to write that down. No. You never forget. No. <laughs> it's like it's like your first kiss. So this is the Diamond Crown number six, uh, the Figurado. It's it's a Maduro, and we did pair this with a cup of coffee. A French press, as fingers uh, said, it is just right on for the morning. It's right on for the midday. This is actually an excellent cigar that I could see at the golf course. Right, I could see you doing it because it's easy 
to do. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you're going to want to. $15 a stick, $16 a stick, you may or you may not feel like this is worthy of bringing around the course. Definitely afterwards, sure. I think afterwards, you know, uh, again, I lean towards a box press when I'm on the golf course. I can set it on the cart. I don't have to worry about it. It's not going to be in my mouth while I'm putting. I need to set it somewhere that I can pick it up. It's not going anywhere. Uh, this odd shaped may not be best suited for the golf course. But don't be turned off by the odd shape. Try the odd shaped things like Fingers Malloy himself. <laughs> this is Eat Drink Smoke. Everybody's got a gimmick. A gimmick, a shtick, I, I don't know what the other words would be for it. And this time, it belongs to Miller Lite. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy right there. Miller Lite with a new line of candles because nothing says romance quite like a Miller Lite. Although I'm sure enough Miller Lights will lead to some kind of romance. <laughs> they have created a new line of candles that will smell like your favorite bar. Again, the romance. It has three scents. Game day bar, beer garden, and dive bar. Right? So you've got the smells of peanut, jalapeno, and then the smell of cracked leather. Right? That's in game day. Beer garden is notes of green moss, tropical sunscreens, and buttery fresh baked pretzel. Which is, by the way, Finger's name on Tinder. That's right. And dive bar is aromatic tobacco, brewed scents, and notes of musk and pine, and you can get them for only $20, Fingers Malloy. This isn't my favorite bar at all. No? What no. would it smell like in, in Fingers' favorite bar? Uh, well, my favorite bar isn't Dive Bar, uh, Beer Garden, or, or Game Day Bar. It's uh, 2 a.m. in Shame. <laughs> it's the name of the bar. <laughs> um. Smells like sizzling and hot garbage. <laughs> Don't you get a sense? I stole that line from a comic whose name I can't remember. Otto and George. Oh, it's a very dirty routine, but I give credit where it's due. Uh, but don't you get a sense that what they did was they just uh, went to, uh, what's the, the candle company in the mall? Like Yankee Candle? Yeah, Yankee Candle. And they said, listen, we know you got a bunch of candles that you rejected over the years. We're just going to back the truck up. <laughs> we'll throw a Miller Lite label on it. We'll tell right? people it smells like cracked leather, uh, green moss, and tropical sunscreen. They're not going to know. They're they'll not believe care. it. We'll say it. They'll believe it. <laughs> the only good thing about this, and I give them credit, this is a fundraiser. Everything, all the proceeds, benefit the hospitality industry through the U.S. Bartenders Guild Foundation. Everyone's doing what they can. We did it, you know, Recovery Rye. I started a rye whiskey here in Indiana, recoveryrye.com, and Five dollars from every bottle goes to this group called the Indiana Restaurant Lodging uh, Association, and they give out grants, right, to help people who got impacted and lost their jobs. So we did what we could, and we got with some good people and created this really excellent rye whiskey, ninety proof. I, I'm thrilled with it. Curious to see if we're going to be able to build anything out of it. I don't know if we're going to be able to build Aviator Gin out of it. I don't know if we're going to be able to build Snoop's Gin and Juice out of it. But we're gonna we're gonna see a recovery rye candle, maybe. Oh, that's. That's definitely coming, but it's it, it's been going great. So I'm curious, but this is wonderful. Good on them. People want to do good. I'm just they tot they totally bought the candles from someone else. You're absolutely right. But ga okay, game day bar said features smells of peanuts and jalapeno. When has anybody said peanuts and jalapeno together at last? Well, who says jalapeno? It's jalapeno. Jalapeno. It's jalapeno. Let's call the whole thing off. 
look, no one's going to get that reference because it's not 1937. Secondly, you decide. Let us know on Facebook, jalapeno or jalapeno. And the answer is jalapeno. No, I, I don't think anybody thinks that's game day. I mean, it, it depends on who you are. For most people, game day has some, some, some good smells and peanuts would be in there. For you, game day is nothing more than what? What does losing smell like, Detroit Lions the, fan? The smell Malloy? of failure, right? The stench, right? Of failure. Uh, it smells like me getting ready to go to the gym, but deciding not to and sitting on the couch. I can't describe that. It's to the, the smell folks. of that and a Ford Pinto. <laughs> I believe is what Detroit Lions fans smell. Uh, each oh, at least you made it. A, at least you made it a Ford because the Ford family owns the Detroit Lions. Oh, I thought that was the common knowledge part. Even I knew that. I figured I figured everybody else would know such a thing. It's now time to drink something ridiculous. Fingers Malloy said to me, Tony, we have to try this. And I said, I'm not so sure we do. He goes, no, no, no. It's Mountain Dew energy drinks. And I said, then we definitely don't. And he said, you have to do it for the show. And I said, I'll do it for America. So Pepsi launching this new line of energy drinks. Mountain Dew Rise Energy because the old Mountain Dew didn't have enough caffeine. <laughs> that was the problem. LeBron James is going to be the face of the line. Uh, it's his first uh, product endorsement for Pepsi. Um, they've got a series of flavors, and each one of these, the Rise Energy drink from Mountain Dew, it's the same amount of caffeine in one can as two cups of coffee, and we're drinking coffee already, but luckily it comes with vitamin A and C, plus zinc to support the immune system. See, it's healthy. It is. So we're doing this. This flavor right here, Fingers, is the Orange Breeze. And look, it looks like a lion yes. uh, on the cover. Caffeine equal to approximately two cups of coffee, 5% juice. Not real juice, just juice. Zero sugar added, zinc, vitamins A and C, antioxidants, and it has a number here to call your local hospital. <laughs> right there. All right, so it comes in a can, 180 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, let's see what else I can tell you about this. Five carbs, 25 calories, no fat, 180 milligrams of sodium, three total sugars. No fat? <laughs> here we go. Here, here we go. We're going to do this. And I actually have the, had the uh, pomegranate blue burst. Where's your glass? Mine's over here. Wait, you had the pomegranate blue burst? Yes. And what, how was the pomegranate blue burst? It Which taste, sounds awful. It, it, it tasted like blue. <laughs> That's good. It tasted like a color. <laughs> oh, you know what? I could, I could see the pulp. <laughs> Hold on. That's that's not it. All right. So this is from Mountain Dew. This is their new energy drink, Rise Energy, 180 milligrams of caffeine per can. This is Orange Breeze. And, you ready? Yep. And this is uh, LeBron James. All right. To LeBron. Mm -hmm. There we go. Get well soon. Yeah, the injury, right? Oh. I'm checking. I actually did the nose. I actually checked the nose. Very orangey, very sun-kissed 1979. If you're asking me if this is flavorful, I'd say it's a slam dunk. <laughs> you're dribbling a little. Oh, uh, I'll see. We'll be here all well, week. <laughs> it's good. Uh, it's not foul. <laughs> it's good. Oh, it was another basketball one. That's for me. That's very impressive. This actually isn't bad at all. The question this is very upbeat. Now, are you an energy drink? God. No, I've never had an energy drink. I've never had a Red Bull. You've never, never had a Red Bull. I've I never had a Monster. I've never had any of them. I love Monster energy drink. Do you? 
Yeah, but I've never understood the the phenomenon of, of going to a bar, ordering a Red Bull, and putting booze in it and drinking it. That just seems like a combination. Because you that, should be drunk and awake yeah. at all times. Uh, so it's got a touch of carbonation, just a little touch uh, in there. It, it's it's very clearly a fake orange flavor, but not Sunny D orange flavor, but not orange juice flavor. Um, it's it's. I, I almost want to say it's got a very tang kind of taste to it. If you if, if we're talking old school people, we went full Gen X right there. Well, the, uh, I'll use Monster Energy Drink for an example because I like uh, Monster. It's actually not bad, man. I got to admit, I could see someone drinking this. I could see someone mixing this. And I can also see me putting this down because I'm already drinking coffee. Well, you think your heart's going to pop like a zit because you had some of it? Wow. Um, Ultra Sunrise is what I like from Monster. And it feels like when you drink it, it's a little heavier. Like uh, this right here, it, it, it's it got a pop texture to it. Right. It does coat the tongue a little. And for me, all of these kinds of drinks, it, it gets for me, it gets a little bit heavy. And I don't have Monster to compare it to. But it's not bad. I could see somebody drinking it. I couldn't see doing a whole can of it. And you know there's some guy out there behind a, uh, a, a keyboard doing four or five of those in an hour. <laughs> that guy's heart is going to pop like a zit. The, the Mountain Dew Rise Energy, the Orange Breeze. Is it better than the blue? Yes. Eh, that's an endorsement. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Don't forget the podcast is at Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts. We just found out it's on Audible. Yeah, I don't even how did it get there? I believe it's because we are on Amazon Music and Amazon owns Audible. They just it's it's synergy. Oh, is that what they call it? Is that the synergy? Yeah, it's a synergy. Somebody's been reading a Stephen Covey. (laughs) Uh, So wherever you can find it, subscribe or follow. I said subscribe or follow. There's no subscribe anymore. There's no subscribe anymore? No. If, if Subscribe or follow. It's just that easy. We're smoking the Diamond Crown number six Maduro. It's a figurado. It's just a funny shape. It means something that isn't straight, like a pyramid or, or, or a bellicoso. It's just a wonderful, full-on medium. That bit of chocolatey note or cocoa note absolutely working its way through. Still in that first third because, you know, we're working. We're not just sitting leisurely and smoking. This is hard work, and we do it for you, but it's it's an absolutely lovely, easy going cigar. Yeah, I'm into the second third actually by now. I just hit the second third, and one thing I've noticed is really, it hasn't changed at all, Tony. It's been pretty consistent uh, through the first third going into the second third. Very pleasant. Mentioned the cocoa notes, the cream notes. Pairs very well with the coffee. Um, don't know about pairing it with an orange energy drink. Right. Maybe down on the list for, for good pairings, but uh, no, very happy with the smoke. You know, it's funny, we had this this from Mountain Dew. We were taste testing their new Rise Energy Drink, and it's the Orange Breeze, and I still do have that on the back of the tongue. I still do have that. It's absolutely affecting everything. I just have this overly sweet, and I've got it in the sinuses now. It's going to take a little while for that to dissipate out, but it's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Oh, good news in the world of bourbon, Tony. Uh, Brown Foreman Corporation on Monday announced plans to expand the Woodford Reserve Distillery in Kentucky. The expansion will double the distillery's production capacity, including the addition of three new copper pot stills. So Brown Foreman is the huge name, right? And Brown Foreman is, is Woodford Reserve. And Woodford, I very much like, I will admit, though, 
I am partial to the double oaked. The double oaked Woodford Reserve bourbon is just sensational, right? It's their bourbon, and then they age it in a different barrel. They take it out of one barrel, put it into another barrel. It's wonderful. Absolutely terrific. And I say good on them. I'm, I'm happy to see the growth. I'm happy to see them uh, uh, building out. And, and the, the copper pot, right? They use copper pot stills in this triple distillation uh, process, right? Chris Morris, who we've had on the show, their master distiller, uh, talking about this. They expect this to be done in 2022. The distillery is still in operation. There is, we've seen now for years this resurgence of distilleries and this resurgence of, of bourbon and of, and of rye, because we talk about rye uh, very, very often. These are all good signs that these things are here to stay. This isn't a flash in the pan. And, and what COVID did to sales of, of spirits certainly was big. Moves like this tell you that they see a long-term future. And that long-term future means they're hitting multiple generations. They're hitting baby boomers. They're hitting Gen X. They're hitting millennials. They're hitting Gen Z. They feel that they can continue this working all the way down the line. That's what I like so much about this. An expansion like this, the millions of dollars something like this takes, that's that's a good signal to the industry. I'm excited about it. You know, we touched on this story uh, a few days ago on the Bourbon Minute that we do. Um, and you right, can, you can find that at? Uh, at Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. That's where you can find it. And of course, on our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Uh, but one of the comments on Facebook, which made me think for a second, well, maybe uh, I could see where people are a little apprehensive about maybe they're expanding too fast. Uh, you know, we're talking about maybe doubling production. Uh, maybe that could uh, turn, some, not turn some people off, but maybe people stepping back saying, oh my gosh, I hope this won't impact the quality of the bourbon. I trust Woodford Reserve. I trust, no, I do too. I, I trust, I, I trust Brown Foreman. I think they're going to get this right. There's a difference between when people expand too quick and when you realize there's a need for expansion, right? These are very, very different, different things. Uh, and I think in this case, I don't think they're moving in this way to, 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 to show anybody anything. They just see an opportunity and, and they're taking it. They're not try- I don't think they're doing it. I never get the feel that they're doing it to impress. And I, I would bet the farm that they weren't going to engage in expansion so they could have lower quality in their bourbon. I just, you, you just can't get me to buy into that one at all. Next story. Well, Tony, as people are getting vaccinated and the country is opening up more and more, people are getting more comfortable with the idea of traveling. Uh, CNBC reports U.S. domestic flight bookings for summer travel sharply rose earlier this month, according to research from the data identity company Adara. Adara? Adara. Okay. And the top five leisure travel destinations? Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Uh Uh-huh. Lansing, Michigan. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana, of course. Please. Uh, uh, of course. Uh, San Francisco, but only the streets that have poop on them. Um, and, and, and then Key West. No poop on the streets in Key West. No, no, they don't allow that right there. Where, where are the places? And by the way, have you ever been to Sheboygan? Lovely. Lansing, beautiful. Gary, that's our state. It needs a little work, but they're trying. Yes. Uh, number one. That's on why I covered us. San Francisco, no, no, no. I'm happy to hit them. They can yell at me all they want. Number one on the list, Honolulu. And really? That, that makes sense to me because it, it, up until recently, uh, there were a lot of great air travel flight deals going to, I mean, 
Hawaii, Europe. You could fly to Europe for, for pennies on the dollar when you, when you can get in and out. You know, right. there, there seemed to be times when there were windows where you couldn't go. Uh, travel before this uptick, uh, the, the, the prices were outstanding. Number two on the list, Denver, which surprises me. Uh, people like to get high. <laughs> but, Wait, is that not why they're doing it? Well, I, I thought that's why they were doing it. Or maybe for Coors. Uh, but no, it's... Now nah, uh, they're doing it for the weed. Well, but it's getting to the point where it feels like three quarters of the states now uh, in the union, uh, weed is legal. You know, so why... It, back in the day when Colorado first made it legal, it's like, oh, people are going to go to Colorado for that. But now it just feels like every other state now is legalized marijuana. So... That's, you got a good point. So they're not going for the weed. Okay. Chicago, number three. The, they call it the city with broad shoulders, they do. They do. Do they really? I thought it was just the Windy City. Uh, that now, I will too. admit, living here, Chicago is a great weekend trip. It's, it, it, it is great. It, there's, there's no part of me that says I need to live in Illinois between taxation and some of the other madness. But Chicago is, is one of the great cities, and I only hope they're able to keep it up. Look, and if you are someone who likes to uh, have a good time party, it feels like there is a bar on every city block in Chicago. It's crazy. Have you spent a lot of time in Chicago that you don't remember? Uh, I remember it, fortunately. But like I said, there was a bar on every block <laughs> in Chicago. Here's a place I've never been to. I don't know about you, Tony. Number four on the list, Miami. I uh, for all the time that I lived in Florida, I never ever got to Miami. Never, never once. Don't know how that happened, but I lived in Tampa and I just never, never got there. I hear it's wonderful, but in my experience, it seemed like when my friends would go down to Miami, it was when we were all younger. It's like okay, you go down to Miami and you go to the clubs and you stand in line and you stand in line and you can't get in unless you spot the the doorman a uh, uh, hundred spot and then you go in. You know, you know. So I, I don't know if I have the urge to go to Miami now that I'm not a no. kid. Yeah. No, I'd, I mean, I'd go just for the experience. Probably some good cigars. I mean, we should go just for that. Right. And, and? S- speaking of cigars, we were just down there a month ago smoking cigars. Orlando. Well, yeah. Like top five. Right. You're going to take the kids. You're going to you're gonna spend too much money at Disney. Uh, another place I haven't taken my children. I have never taken them to Disney. And, and it turns out they're totally, totally normal. Normal children without a care in the world and uh, and and don't mind the fact that they've never gone. So airfare is becoming more and more expensive as people are getting ready to finally go out and travel for the first time in a year, year and a half, and hotels are booking up. So if you're going to plan a trip... But have hotel now, prices come down? They're going up. Okay, my point is I've... I, they, then it's already happened because I've been trying to book a vacation and... I'm like, I don't know how anybody affords anything. I don't know how anybody affords anything because it's crazy expensive. And I keep it like Frontier Airlines, $14 one way. Not when I want to book. <laughs> Not when I want to book. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. We love getting questions from our listeners. and You can contact us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. And we had a question from our friend Scott about cigar tourism. We're going to get into it right now. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy, along with Tony Katz. Hey. And Tony, uh, you know, we, we've talked about the bourbon trail and bur- bourbon tours and uh, bourbon tourism, you know, in Kentucky. Scotland has, has tours. You can take a whole uh, tour of, uh, of scotch and where it's made and stay in castles, and it's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we've talked about how it's been 
hurt the bourbon tours, obviously, because of COVID-19 and, you know, nobody's traveling and everything's been shut down and things are starting to open up and that's great. Uh, But Scott uh, on Twitter tweeted at us asking about cigar tourism and if that's a thing or not. And so you did, but you did, you like, you've been sitting on this question for like two or three weeks because you wanted to do the research to see what was out there. Yeah. And unfortunately right now, um, as with everything else, there's, there's not a lot going on because of COVID-19 things have shut down and, you know, things are slowly reopening, but there are cigar tour companies that specialize in this sort of thing. So who are they? Like, how do you set this up? Are you talking about, like, going on a tour to Esteli in Nicaragua or a tour of the Dominican? The Dominican is big. Uh, And, you know, there are some cigar companies that used to do uh, cigar safaris, like Drew Estate. You could go through uh, the Drew Estate website to book it. They haven't done anything like that in a few years. But there are companies that will put you in touch with factories in the Dominican and we'll put that on our Facebook page facebook.com slash eat drink smoke to where you can get a better idea of what you can do but unfortunately right now like I said because of COVID-19 they're just not willing to bring people in to do a cigar factory tour right so hopefully it'll open up here's where it gets kind of interesting is that there's one thing to be said for a, a cigar tour where you're, you're heading out of the country and you're going to learn about how uh, the cigars are, 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 are made, right, and go through that whole process. Or there's the idea of could you do, does America have the ability to do a cigar trail? And the answer to that is I, I don't think so, but maybe I'm not seeing it right. Right? There is something very cool. We know people who go down and, and have checked out what's going on in Nicaragua or in Honduras. And it's pretty incredible and, and, and amazing. I, I'm looking forward to this being the year where we get to do some of those, of those trips. But what could, what is it that could be, what is it that's possible in, in the U.S. in terms of a, a cigar tour? There are places, cigar lounges, that are exceptional and different, right? You go down to Tampa and you've got the Grand Cathedral uh, there, uh, right? Um, in, inside that, that old church. That's a very cool spot where we record at Blend Bar Cigar very often, where we are right now in Indianapolis. This is voted one of the best cigar lounges in the world. But the, it's, I don't know if you could tour a specific place. Like if, if you gathered everybody to one area... And hit cigar lounges. Is that cigar tourism? No, no. it's about the whole process, well, right? Yeah, I mean, like like I said, uh, there are tour companies that will get you into like the La Aurora La Aurora Cigar go. Factory, the Don Lucas Cigar Factory, or the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Factory. Do I love LFD cigars? Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, the the double arrow, uh, the, the the Airbender. I love La Florida Minicana cigars. And there was at one point um, you could go into Cuba, and you know there there was some cigar tourism going on there. But uh, again, unfortunately, 
Uh, and with good reason, you can understand why these uh, cigar factories are not letting the general public in right now. Uh, you go if the the factory gets taken over by a, a wave of COVID nineteen infections. Oh sure, they're, they're oh it makes down. perfect sense. They can't risk it. No, but they're well, lucky to be producing. But I found it really interesting when we were down in Orlando. Uh, I never really realized before, depending on the part of Florida you're in, just how cigar friendly bars, restaurants, and hotels are. You know, we when we were, you know, we did the show from <laughs> from a, a hotel, a hotel, and they were perfectly fine with us sitting outside by the pool having a cigar. It's and the it was same great. reason that in California you can buy wine in a Circle K, right? It's part of the culture. We we're talking about Miami. Miami's worth going to to maybe check out some cigars, right? Just because we've never been doesn't mean we shouldn't go. Tampa, Ybor City, which is right next door to Tampa, is Cigar City, USA. Yeah. Uh, and, and these things do have this history, and that's why it, it, it's so cigar-friendly uh, there. And then we've talked about places like North Dakota that's looking to change the law to maybe have some cigar lounges open up, which is a very, very cool thing. And again, cigar-friendly. I, I, I couldn't recommend anybody who does cigar tourism. But I'd be very curious to know from them. We should reach out to them and see how it's going and how they're working on attracting people now to feel good about taking this kind of trip because this it's not can't be a cheap trip, right? It's almost got to be to an extent an ex, an intense and relaxing trip at the same time, right? And I I have never priced out a flight to the Dominican Republic before. I don't know if it's expensive to fly down there or not, but I, well, I think we should find out. That's a good idea. I think we should bring some people with us. <laughs> That's a good How idea. How are we not arranging our own tour? The Eat, Drink, Smoke Dominican Republic Tour. Right. 2021. We will eat. We will drink. We will smoke. Uh, wait, wait, wait. 2022. Let's not oh. get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Next please. week. <laughs> Let's go. Speaking of cigars, Elvis Presley, who I did not know was a cigar smoker. I thought he was a little more straight laced. I'm saying straight laced. We know how he died. Shame, shame, shame on me. The story from a site called CheatSheet.com, which if you say too quickly, you can't say on radio. Um, so Lisa Marie Presley uh, is, is pregnant. It's his wife. Now? Not now. Oh. Then. And uh, he's like, oh, my gosh, you're pregnant. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have a, 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 a baby. This is going to happen. But he wouldn't take her to the hospital right away because he lost his cigars. <laughs> The story goes, I don't know if the story is true, but the story is so great, I'm willing to believe it. Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, which is, of course, true, unless you count all the people that he took the music from. Oh, too soon? <laughs> oh, too soon? No? Geez. No? Did I, did I? Oh, come on. Things happened. And that happened. He's like, uh, where's, where's my box of cigars? He bought a box specifically for the occasion and couldn't find them. Right, so Priscilla Presley told the, told the story. Is like no one can find them. He won't leave. He wants the cigars for the birth of the baby. He is not leaving that house. I'm assuming they're in Graceland. He's not <laughs> leaving the house. Maybe he wasn't in Graceland until he finds the cigars. And Priscilla's like, "Who cares about the cigars?" He's like, "I do, baby. Yeah." I do. Come I'm, on. I'm Elvis Presley. People assume that I'm going to be handing out cigars because it's the '70s. And people expect me to hand out cigars. So <laughs> I've got to have a box of cigars. I'm Elvis Presley. <laughs> what Elvis Presley needed was uh, some MyPillow Giza sheets. 
Right, you know I love my pillow, and and what they've done with the pillow, they're now doing with towels and sheets. The proprietary technology they've got in the my pillow towel, which I have at home, highly absorbent, super soft, and they're fantastic. And the Giza Dream sheets, which I sleep on, Elvis wish he slept on these. The world's best cotton, ultra soft and breathable. The sateen weave is fantastic. Now each product is available in a variety of colors and sizes. And why am I bringing it up? I'm bringing up the 10-year warranty, the 60-day money-back guarantee. Here's the story. Use promo code TONY at checkout, and it's buy one, get one. Call 800-873-0758 or go to MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Use promo code TONY, and you will get all six-piece towel sets and Giza sheets. Buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com. Promo code TONY. And then check out the Diamond Crown, the number six. I'm into the second, third. It's just easy, guys. Full mild is a great way to describe this cigar. I, I could lay on my Giza sheets and smoke the cigar and just be happy as a clam. By the way, the sheets are stunning. Fingers Malay. Yeah, they're, oh, oh, you need to get some. Use the promo code Tony for MyPillow.com. This right here is Eat, Drink, Smoke. The people at Bardstown Bourbon, they're kind of interesting. Because how they're playing with bourbon and kind of supporting bourbon is is not by saying, we make this fantastic bourbon. They take fantastic bourbons to make their own bourbon. It's strange and it's interesting and it's kind of fantastic. And for me, and I think for Fingers, this is our first. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy, Bardstown, right? That, that's that's the famous name for sure. What do they do? They mix bourbons together. If you're on their site, it's a freak show, man, that they take different bourbons and they're very, very open about it. And here's how we mix them and here's how we maneuver them. We, they've, then they've got a tremendous number of things, crazy stuff, things uh, that, that are finished in, in, in different types of, of barrels, really unique, we're doing the Discovery Series number two. Now, this is a 12-year-old Kentucky bourbon, and it's combined with older and younger bourbons. So, what does that mean? This mash bill starts with a 14-year Kentucky bourbon, 17% of it. And then it adds a 12-year Kentucky bourbon at 39% of it, and then they add a 10-year Kentucky bourbon at 44% of it, making, of course, 100 billion percent. And it's got different mash bills in between. So what they're kind of creating through these these blends is this just really unique take on what it is bourbon can be. And when you go to their website, it's bardstownbourbon.com, B-A-R-D-S, bardstownbourbon.com. Balancing art and science, honoring tradition and pushing innovation, accepting old wisdom and embracing new ideas. I love creativity. It's like what the barrel bourbon guys uh, do, barrel craft spirits. I love, because this is not about shtick, fingers. This isn't about gimmick. This is about saying there might be a new way to try some things that can create something very, very cool. Boy, it's very interesting. I'm really looking forward to doing this because it it almost feels like we're, it's a lab experiment. We're we're pouring this in here, we're pouring this. And sometimes you question why something is the price that it is, and I know we're going to get into price a little bit later, but 
I, you can understand why this may not be a, a $15 bottle of bourbon. Right. Just right. the work they put into it. So this is the, the Discovery Series number two is what we're drinking. Now, we, of course, take it on the nose. What are the flavors that it's giving us? We have it in the Glen Cairn glass, which is that oddly shaped kind of glass that really allows you to get your nose in there. You can kind of take a look at the color. This is almost, it, it is a really, really wonderful amber color with a good hint of red going on in there. It looks luscious. It really does and coats the glass kind of nice right there. You can see that it's got some, at least has some viscosity right now in how we're looking at it and how it's treating the sides of that glass and that nose. That's, that's cinnamon, baby. That is cinnamon right there and, and doing it doing it quite right. For me, Ooh. I'm getting like a, a baking spice and citrus. All right, there's I, I, I can see that. I can see some citrus going on uh, uh, in, in there. Boy, it's, it's, nice. it's not overpowering. There's not an ethanol feel. There's not an alcohol feel to it. And what's interesting is this is 122 proof. Fingers, Malloy. It's 122 proof. 61.1% alcohol by volume. That's 122.2. I believe is how we would do the math. You double it, and you, the ABV, and that, and I double it, and there's the proof right there. Oh, it's big, but it's not harmful on the nose in the slightest. You would expect getting, you would expect to get some sort of ethanol alcohol on the nose when you're talking about something that's over 120 proof. Right, but you're proof, not getting you're not that. Getting but, but don't get me wrong. It's hitting all parts of the sinus, right? That that nose is is absolutely taking you. You ready to do this? Oh, I've been ready all day, Tony. So we uh, do it neat. We start neat, and then ask ourselves: Do we need to move it to a chip, or add a chip, or may, or to a big rock, or do you just want to add a little bit of water? Do not be afraid of of adding water to it. Not too much. You just want to open it up. And by the way, that citrus fingers is absolutely there. There is a bit of orange going on there. Yes, most most definitely. Most definitely. You ready? You're going to start um, first? I'll give her a go. All right. He is taking uh, the first sip, the Bardstown. This is the number two right here, Discovery Series number two. He's moving it around. It's called the Kentucky Chew. You want to move it around and get into all places of the palate. I usually like to take two sips because that first sip kind of sets the taste buds. It sets the mouth straight, and then you can really get more out of it from the second sip. Fingers, where are you? Uh, well, you're going to get a sting. Oh, not is that much, right? Not much of a burn, but the the sting is definitely there. Cinnamon and citrus for me on the palate as well. Uh, but again, I, it's not something that overwhelms you. The the sting, the, the burn at 120 proof, it is very smooth. There's a little bit of vanilla on that nose too. It's interesting how it's in in just having it out for a little bit and getting some of that air. It's kind of changed uh, all right here we go so so you got a, that a bit of sweetness yes citrus and the the, the baking whether it's cinnamon or right. there's I, cinnamon I on the nose for sure yeah uh okay. i don't know if it's nutmeg but go ahead all right here we go here we go i'm doing it this is the bardstown the discovery series number two there he goes he's going in he's doing the memphis munch it's not the oh that is sweet as a mother oh my gosh that is, that is sweet. Um, wow. That is, okay. 
Okay, 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 okay. The vanilla is really there. Uh, uh, maybe that's a touch of, of, of caramel. Um, the vanilla is is almost, almost overwhelming. But del- delicious. I will admit it does have a bit of heat. As it's now resting right, I got no burn in the throat, no burn in the chest at all. Maybe a touch of warmth in the top of the of the chest. It's got a nice coat on, on the tongue. There is a viscosity here that's just working on every single level. Oh my gosh, that is big, but that's solid, man. Yeah, and when you get into something like this where you're getting over 120 proof, it, it probably is a good idea to put it on a chip or put a little water in it to open it up. I do not know. I mean, I'm going to just to see how, how it's different, but this is playing really, really well. I don't know if there's a a licorice thing happening, which is not not my style. And I may so as it's resting there, I haven't even, even taken a second sip yet. There's almost like an orchard thing going on. I don't know if that's dark fruit. I don't know if that's an apple. Hold on, I'm going for another sip. Oh, he's going in for another sip, ladies and gentlemen. And it's 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 very pleasant. I mean, I I, I don't think you should be turned off by the the 122 proof at all I mean that's that's man that's just good that's just good now I took that sip a little too big and now I'm feeling uh, some heat the question fingers is would you spend $140 a bottle on this I would let you spend $140 a bottle on this oh is that right this isn't, this isn't for you at $140? It's hard for me to spend that kind of money, but it, I can understand why people would because it is good. I could see you being in your favorite cigar lounge and saying, you know what, it's worth a try. Yep. Because it's worth a try. The Bardstown Bourbon Discovery Series number two. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. What would you pay for Taco Bell hot sauce? And I know, it, it comes with whatever you get at Taco Bell, but clearly... There's a market. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. Right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. A story out of Fox News that Taco Bell hot sauce packets are selling on eBay for thousands of dollars. I don't even know how this is possible. Some people are selling them as lots. Like, you can get 50 packets or 100 packets of hot sauce. Some people are selling them as, for example, one's going for $12.90. It's a rare packet because it's empty. And there's another listing for $24,999.99 for a packet that was printed without one of the funny sayings. I have no idea that Taco Bell hot sauces had funny sayings, right? I thought the thing that was funny is that you think it's Mexican food, right? That's the part that I always thought was the comedy right there. Is this people people just having fun, or is there someone out there saying, you know what, I'll buy it? Because if I can buy some artwork online that's like a non-fungible token, an NFT for millions, this might as well sell. Oh, well, wait a minute. First of all, going back to what you just said, I didn't even realize that they had funny little sayings and knock-knock jokes or whatever on the back of a Taco Bell sauce packet. Uh, that's that's new to me, but I, I, I've never thought of a Taco Bell sauce packet as something for light reading. So you just, you just tear into it and you, you pour the sauce all over your taco or your Frito burrito, which is excellent. But I, <laughs> wait, are we going to... Taco Bell does a really good job of not 
skimping on the sauce. You know how you go to some places like a. You Is know, it like Chinese restaurant soy sauce not skimping? Oh, yeah. I mean, you just say, uh, you, what sauce do you want? I'll take the hot sauce. Next thing you know, you open up your Taco Bell bag and there's 50 sauces in there, which is great. You know, other fast food joints, if you want uh, sauce with your, your spicy nugs, uh, you may only get one packet. Uh, you know, so the idea that <laughs> a lot of this just has to be a, a joke. You know, I'm on eBay. Sold. This sold last week. Lot of 100 Taco Bell Fire hot sauce packets with assorted packets with assorted sayings. Fourteen dollars and ninety-five cents or best offer. We are bored, man. I guess if you can't buy and sell GameStop stock, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna figure out some way to make some cash. So how do you ship it? You put it in a box, it bubble wrap it up, and, and send it on its way. Taco Bell bag used. <laughs> Throw a stamp on there. And you're set. That's all you have to do. And if you eat enough Taco Bell hot sauce, you're going to need to take a nap. And you should do that on some MyPillow sheets. That's called a Segway, kids. MyPillow is much more than a fantastic pillow. Giving the same attention they've given their pillows to towels and sheets. The MyPillow towels, which I use, are incredible, right? They don't have that lotion-y feel, highly absorbent, soft to the touch, and the Giza Dream sheets, which I sleep on. They're spectacular. Sateen weave gives them that luxurious finish. Going to have you sleeping like a dream. It's available in a variety of colors, a variety of sizes. Machine washable, which is very important if you eat a lot of Taco Bell hot sauce. <laughs> Durable comes with a 10-year warranty, a 60-day money-back guarantee. And if you're listening to this show right now, it's buy one, get one free. All six-piece towel sets in Giza sheets are buy one, get one free. Use promo code Tony. That's me. Hey, how are you? T-O-N-Y. Use promo code Tony. T-O-N-Y at checkout. Or you can call uh, 1-800-873-0758. So you can go online to MyPillow.com. Visit MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. Use promo code Tony for buy one, get one, six-piece towel sets, and Giza Dream Sheets. Or call 800-873-0758. MyPillow.com. Promo code Tony. Now, if hot sauce is not your thing, perhaps you want drink brands you should never buy. As you know, Fingers Malloy is a sucker for a list. <laughs> anything, true. anything to talk about a list from the group called Eat This, Not That, or EatThis.com. The worst drink brands you should never buy. Now, I'm wondering if they're doing this. For, they're doing this from a health perspective. And the point is, they're absolutely right on all of these. This is one of those rare moments that this list is accurate, and the things they have on this list of things you shouldn't drink cover the gamut. So they start with um, Arizona iced tea, their extra sweet green tea with ginseng and honey. I'm not saying you shouldn't buy it. Feel free to buy it. Please don't sue me. I'm saying that when they talk about what's in it, 260 calories for an iced tea, 64 carbs or 62 grams of sugar in this mother. But zero fat. Oh, stop it. Zero protein. Zero makes no sense. I, I get that people love them, and Arizona has all the right in the world to be in business. Man, that's a lot of empty calorie. Yeah. I. This is just a personal thing for me. I don't get tea in a can. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems weird to Should me. Should you to buy drink. it by the jug? I do buy it by the jug. You don't make your own? Uh, well, I don't make my own. Like I'm not Earl Grey hot. Captain Picard guy. No, like the iced tea and you put it in the big glass thing and you leave it out in the sun. I love And the, let nature do its work. Oh, see. No, I love the Arnold Palmer 
half iced tea, half lemonade That's good in drink. a jug. That's fantastic. You get the light stuff. It, it also, I believe, I don't have the nutritional value in front of me. It, it's zero fat, too, I believe. But it's fantastic. I like that. But I, I don't know. I, it's just, tea in a can? Eh. I don't know. I, I, I'm not an iced tea guy, right? I hear that if, if I go to Chick-fil-A, I'm supposed to get the iced tea. I hear that's good. But they've got the lemonade. I mean, wait. So they're the lemonade people, right? The lemonade there is very good. And the only way I could drink iced tea really is if I mix it with, with, with lemonade. I just don't have it. Well, isn't sweet tea a southern thing? Yes. Yes. And, and don't disrespect it because things can get rough. <laughs> don't disrespect the southern on the sweet tea. I just tea. asked a question. You, ap- you know what? You should apologize right now. I just asked questions. You should apologize before they come for us. I apologize to all of our friends in the south for asking a question. Yes, that's correct. Welcome to the new world. Um, Surge soda. I've never had a surge. 230 calories. Again, 62 carbs. It might as well be Arizona uh, uh, green tea right there. Yeah, but again, zero fat. So it's healthy. But uh, to me, this reminds me of, you remember back in the 80s, they had Jolt Cola. That was the big thing. Right? That was the double caffeine. Who needs what Mountain Dew is doing? Right. Jolt, baby. Jolt. And so if you had a a big test in the morning and you had to pull an all-nighter, you got yourself a six-pack of Jolt and you downed it. This is what Surge kind of reminds me of. Jolt was a cola. Surge, I believe, is citrusy. Well, I'm sold. (laughs) When you can't find Zima... Surge. Surge has yellow five and yellow six in it and blue one. Those are two of your favorite yellows. <laughs> Next on this list, naked boosted probiotic machine tropical mango. The naked drink, all of the juices. You know, I don't, uh, my kids never had orange juice in the house or apple juice in the house. Really? Never, never, never. never. Only if we were on vacation and it came with the buffet breakfast could you do it. Uh, it's juice. It's empty calories. It's all sugar. We weren't gonna. We weren't gonna do that to them. They, they've had sugar. I would rather them have a piece of cake than have uh, juice. Two hundred and eighty calories, sixty six carbs, fifty three grams uh, of sugar, and also minimated orange juice is on here. It's one hundred and ten calories and twenty seven carbs and twenty four grams of sugar. So it's better than the than the naked stuff, and great with vodka. And then uh, Mountain Dew is on here. Seventy seven grams of sugar. In a Mountain Dew. 77. It's an energy drink. <sighs> this list is actually accurate. Now, I'm not going to tell people how to live. Drink what you want. We're not here to judge. But this isn't actually, it's from Eat This. We'll throw this on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. This is not a bad list, guys. Check it out on the Facebook page. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy, Bardstown bourbon is what we're doing. The Discovery Series number two. It is the blend of three different bourbons. A 14-year, a 12-year, and a 10-year. And this is solid, solid whiskey, young man. This is solid bourbon right here. That nose with that hit of cinnamon, that, that, that... Mouthfeel, it's got a good viscosity to it. For me, it's just a solid amount of vanilla. You just moved yours to a, you just added a chip to yours fingers. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't do that sooner. Uh, you know, I talked about it in the first segment that it would be interesting to see what a little bit of chilled water or an ice chip would do to it. I'm going to go in here after putting. I just the did chip. a little bit of chilled water in mine as well. That is some lovely flavor, and at 121.2, 122.2. 
Yeah, it's 61 proof, 61.1 proof, 122.2. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a big alcohol thing at all. As a matter of fact, none on, on, on the nose and none on the palate. Well, I'm telling you, I put that chip in, and obviously, you know, uh, the for me anyway, it's what I kind of expected. That sting that hits you on the tongue, um, it's dissipated a lot after you, you brought, uh, you introduced the chip. Uh, the citrus comes out more, and on the nose, that that baking spice to me is still there. And I don't know if it's a you know cinnamon nutmeg combination or if it's I don't know how to. I guess baking spice is a, a way to describe it. That to me seems more accurate. It it's definitely very enjoyable on the nose, and it's just very very good on the palate. But again, that that price point, man, hundred hundred forty dollars a bottle, hundred thirty hundred forty dollars a bottle Woo! is where I found it. That's where is I that, have. Is found that it. in your liquor cabinet? One hundred hundred. No, it's not. I'm absolutely going to try it. I wouldn't. I, I I would try it if I was in the mood for something special. I can't say that at 140, it's in my liquor cabinet. That's not a. That's not me condemning the the, the bourbon. It's solid, and I'm loving what they're doing. I just think that there are other things in a 45 to 75 dollar price point. Yeah. That I can. That will make me super happy. I just don't know if if 140 is where I want to go for this. I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said find it at. A cigar bourbon lounge and right. definitely try it. And, and then you may say to yourself, hey, I'll pay $140 a bottle Absolutely. For it. This could be your splurge bottle. This could be the bottle that's in the back of the liquor cabinet you don't tell anybody about. This is just for you. When your spouse is like, hey, can I have some of that? You're like, no. This is my juice. And 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 that's it. Honestly, put a little like nipple on it, like a sippy cup, and you're totally good to go. It's solid. It is solid. It's time, Fingers Moy, for news of the week. Well, Tony, for months now we've been talking about the chicken sandwich wars right the the the, the right. war between the fast food restaurants for who has the biggest chicken sandwich and what hasn't been talked about as much uh, you know is the taco trend you know people love the taco tuesdays and and right. things like that well 711 tony is getting into the taco biz in a big way they recently announced that they will be opening uh, the the chain's first ever drive through for their taco restaurant inside a 7-Eleven in Dallas. Wait, 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 wait. 7-Eleven does tacos? 7-Eleven does the hot dogs on a spinner. Mm-hmm. They do, they do tacos? The Laredo Taco in a drive through in Dallas. This is Texas. Oh, so. okay. They ha- there's a taco place called Laredo Taco that's inside the 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have a drive through taco uh, restaurant at the 7-Eleven. To me, I think people are just going to drive through and say, can I have a Slurpee? Slurpee and a taco. Right? It's the new American cuisine. (laughs) Honestly, whatever gets more people to come your way, wherever you can add uh, the the, the couple of bucks, adding the convenience because people want that quick serve. They may not want to walk in. There are still questions of what the lingering effects of COVID will be in terms of Patterns, shopping patterns, habits, things like that. I have to say, 7-Eleven, they've really upped their game as far as convenience store food. You they know, have? Oh, my goodness. Listen, when I used to bartend back in the 90s, it was a thing to go uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, and the only thing they had was uh, the big bite. Get a big bite with chili. The hot dog, right? Yeah, a quarter-pound hot dog uh, with chili and a bag of Doritos, and that was it. You go into a 7-Eleven now, they got you know pizza, and now apparently 
tacos. Uh, they're, they're stepping up their game. I think it's great. So there's a story I wanted to get to. And I, I gotta, I'm sorry. I just don't eat a lot of convenience store food. But, I mean, I have. Growing up on the, on the East Coast, I grew up in New Jersey. And Wawa, mm. W-A-W-A, they are known for the sandwiches they make. And if you show up at around lunchtime, construction workers, people who, who work out of, out of their truck, and families... In line to order sandwiches from Wawa. It's an institution. And and in the top three uh, convenience store coffees in America. And they're freshly made sandwiches, too. Yes. It's not, you just oh, no, it's not the grab-and-go stuff. Cellophane. They're, they're slicing it uh, right there like, like it's their job. So I, I, I've done it before. I just haven't done it as an adult. I, did, I mean, that was, that was more of my 20s. I yeah. didn't do it because I don't work those jobs, right? So mm-hmm. I could see it. It's inexpensive. It's easy to do. It's actually very, very good. So maybe I should maybe I shouldn't be so uh, critical of the of the of the uh, convenience store and food. It's, and it's quick. It's you're, super you're, quick. You're in and out. You get uh, you know a full tank of gas, a few tacos. Four minutes, you're out. Four minutes. You clock it. Boom. Pump the gas. Get the four. tacos. It's that easy. <laughs> Can you order both at the same time? <laughs> uh, there's a story I did want to get to about what's going on with tariffs and the cost of bourbon. Right. We've talked about scotch before. Mm-hmm. And how um, the tariffs on scotch have been um, lifted, right? They're gone, so that's going to make scotch more uh, affordable. But there's a conversation about bourbon and what's coming down the line, and there may be a 50% tariff on bourbon. So this is a trade dispute between the European Union and the United States. And so... uh, there's been this 25% tariff on, on, on whiskey, on bourbon, that goes into the UK. In June, that's doubling to 50%. And right now, the Biden administration hasn't been able to make a deal. And some people want to talk about this as a, uh, what, what President Trump and tariffs did. I don't want to get political, but we're just discussing yeah. the issue here. This issue is very real. Because while we see the increase, of course, in, in the U.S., of, of spirits. This is still an international product. They still want to be able to get it out there. This is starting to make people very, very nervous. So what they were able to do uh, on uh, the scotch, they weren't able to do with bourbon and, and, and rye. And there are people starting to freak out about what's happening. Uh, one of the quotes from Eric Gregory who is the president of the Kentucky Distillers Association, and his word was anxious, right? And that when it started in 2018, they thought it would be a short-term problem. And how, you know, they said the longer this goes on, the more damage it can do. 2019 through 2020, exports globally fell 35%, and in the EU, they're down 50%. I'm not going to get into a conversation of whether tariffs are good or tariffs are bad. I'm, I'm a guy who understands that the less taxes you have, the better. I'm also not going to get into a conversation of where people think about how you re-engage trade with some nations that you feel weren't treating you well in terms of trade deficits, things like that. This is legitimate. This is real. The Distilled Spirits Council um, thinks that take took a look at whiskey sales to the UK alone, 2018 to 2020, and they considered a 79 billion dollar loss. This is no wow. joke. 
we're talking about people like Woodford Reserve expanding, uh, you know, Brown Foreman, and, and this is great, great news. There is another side to all of this. And as you're looking at where you're buying whiskey and buying bourbon, you might be the one who ends up paying a little bit more to make up for it. And where these companies are, if they lose out on, on, on a major market, 50% tariffs, this is bad news. So no matter where you are politically, you're going to need your, very possibly going to need your, your rep, your, your senator or whatever, to kind of look into this. Right? I don't like getting political on this show. But you need to know what's going on with something that you love. This is bad news until something gets done. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So the brisket off hit a snafu. A snafu, and I feel bad about it, but I'm going to make it up to you. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Be sure to get the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Unless you're listening to the podcast, in which case, good for you. (laughs) Now share it with a friend. We were talking brisket last week, and I was told by a butcher friend, oh, you want a brisket? Go to Costco. Oh, I should buy my brisket from Costco? He goes, no, no, no. They've got them pre-made. You just heat them up. I'm like, you want me to buy a pre-made brisket from Costco? Not only should you buy it, not only should you bring it home, just throw it in a pot of boiling water. Throw the brisket in the boiling water? No, no, don't even take it out of the package. Just boil it to bring it to temperature. I said, you're nuts. And they're like, trust me. Well, I did it. And I'm going to hold off on sharing with you what happened. Fingers was going to make a brisket. I was going to boil in the bag the brisket. And then we were going to uh, compare. Snafu, we couldn't do it. It's from Wolf Family. Fully cooked, smoked, seasoned, and sliced brisket. Fingers Malloy. I, I even have the price right here. Right? It's eight ninety nine a pound. Okay. This is a little over two pounds. It is an incredibly thin sliced brisket, like crazy thin sliced. Brilliant for sandwiches, I got to admit. And and without saying too much, uh, you may want to buy one. That's as far as I'll go. I will say no more. Fingers, I want you on on your smoker grill thingamabob piece of magic that you have. What do you have again? I have a Masterbuilt 560 gravity-fed smoker slash grill. Ask me what I have. What do you have? I don't have anything. I still don't have a grill, and I I can't. You know what I do have? I have a solo stove fire pit, the Yukon, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So solo stove, you've seen the ads in social media, right? Usually Facebook. It's stainless steel, and it's this little round thing. And they've got the Ranger, and then they've got the Bonfire, and then they have the Yukon, which is 27 inches around. They even have a larger one that's 30 inches around. And it's supposed to, you know, kind of heats up on the outside. And the, and it, it, the way it's formulated gets rid of the smoke. I'm like, all right, fine. And then I saw one in action. I'm like, all right, that looks interesting. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy one. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's unreal. Solo Stove, if you're not a sponsor of Eat, Drink, Smoke, <laughs> by the end of this show, honestly, I don't know what to say. The heat it throws off is incredible. I, I will admit to you, I love a fire. But what I cannot do is light a fire, which is strange because I was a Boy Scout. I can't do it. 
it takes me forever to light a fire. Even when I have fire starter, it takes me forever to light a fire. What's the problem? You just rub two sticks together. I don't know. It has something to do with me not being manly enough. And so I, I, I put the logs in, and then I grabbed from my yard six twigs. Six twigs, and then I grabbed a piece of newspaper. Mm-hmm. Crinkled it up, rolled it up, stuck it under there, lit it from two sides. The fire was going in two minutes. Wow. I have never ever seen anything like it in my life it's amazing it ain't cheap but we were thinking about you know we're gonna redo part of the backyard and we'll have the fire pit installed and we'll have a gas line even put into it right because i'm not i am not what i'm not other men can laugh at me it's fine but i know a natural gas fire in your backyard uh, uh, don't even maybe just to get it started and then i'll turn it off so i could be all <laughs> sorts of wilderness this thing i'm done I am done. I think it looks great. Uh, you were actually there. Yeah. And, and experienced the back. It's fantastic. The one thing it does do, it shoots off pieces of ember. Like, <laughs> it's one thing when a fire crackles. This thing is sending fireworks into the air every now and again. There were mushroom clouds. <laughs> they actually sell a thing you can put on top of it, right? Mesh. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of catches those things. Like yeah. a screen. Right. It's spectacular. Spectac- I am done. They have a grill. The solo stove grill, which I think is more in that little green egg or big green egg kind of kind of style. I'm 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 thinking about it, but it, I don't have a grill yet. But I have a solo stove, and and I'm good. Uh, so I can't I can't smoke one. So you're gonna go and you're gonna do your brisket your way, the fingers Malloy way, taught to you by the great Mother Malloy. Right, right. Oh, no one did a brisket like Mother Malloy, pitmaster. And you're gonna compare it to the boil. And serve brisket right here, and then you're going to tell us which one is better. Yeah, I have an. I purchased a brisket from a local grocery store. It's only eight pounds. Usually, I like to do 12, 13, 14 right. pounds, but it's got the point and the flat on it. Uh, so I will cook both of these. This reminds me of, you know, back in the 80s, it was it was very popular to get those like uh, what chicken a la king. You remember the, the it was no. it was frozen packets that you would put in boiling water and you okay. would tear it open. You would pour it over toast and it would be something on a shingle, that kind of thing. Oh, I I never had that. No, that uh, never happened to me. But no. this is I mean this is like vacuum sealed. Yeah, this that's is exactly what it looks. It looks like something the astronauts would take. And what a great idea too, because when you're when you are cooking. A 13, 14 pound brisket, and you've got some left over. I never thought I've got a food saver. Seal it, vacuum seal it, put it in the freezer, and then warm it up with boiling water. I, yeah. I never thought of doing something like that. That's a great idea. And by the way, if you look on the back in the directions, you can microwave it. Oh, no. And then there's a way I get you could do it certainly in the oven. And we did think about doing it in the oven, but giving it an, an, an additional rub, like creating our own dry rub for it and doing that and then seeing if, if what we could get out of it you're going to try it and if you've had it at Costco you got to let us know on, on Facebook. Well it, this is interesting it looks like the rub is uh, brown sugar, sugar, maple syrup coffee, white pepper onion powder, black pepper and garlic powder. And love clearly love that's that's what's on the rest so that's that's from what is it Wolf is it called? Wolf, Wolf Family. So if you've had it let us know what you think? And we, we what? It's USDA choice. Well, just like myself, <laughs> there is a man. Stories begin usually. There is a man 
who listened to Johnny Cash's uh, record, uh, I've Been Everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Johnny Cash made it, made it famous. And he decided, that sounds like a good trip. And he proceeded to go to all 92 places. He's been everywhere? He has literally been everywhere. And I got to tell you, that's a, that's a great trip. Like, that's fun. It's like the people who go to uh, Winslow, Arizona. Such a fine sight to see. <laughs> right? Standing yeah. on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. Like, you take that trip just to say, all right, I did it. It's, it's worthwhile. We've been working on what to do for a vacation. I've been thinking of going to Arizona in the summer, which makes no sense, but it's when I've got time. And, and, and I, I went to school in Arizona. I went to Arizona State. I didn't graduate, but I, but I went there. They don't remember me, nor do they ask me for money, which I'm very, very appreciative of. And I'm like, I would, I would go to Winslow, Arizona just to say I did it. You know, 30 minutes, grab an ice cream and leave. I'm assuming that's all you could do, <laughs> a beer or an ice cream, and then boom, you're out for a tourist schmuck like me. All 92 pl- places in the song, I've Been Everywhere. Panama. Would you, would you take that trip? No. No? Panama? I don't think I want to go to Panama. Well, I'm assu- I don't know if they mean Panama, Panama, or they mean um, Panama. Maybe there's a city in the U.S. called Panama. I mean, some of the Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa. Right. Oh, he, just, na- he just named cities. Yeah. Right. It's Johnny Cash hanging out with June, drunk as a stump, throwing darts at a map saying, we're going there, honey. We're going there, Miss Carter. Boom. Tampa. Let's go. I think that that's a fun idea for a trip. You wouldn't do it? Uh, Panama? Oh, sure. I would go to uh, 86 places, I think. I think you should have veto power on the 92 cities on the Johnny Cash song. Smoking the Diamond Crown, number six, Maduro. I'm still working on the final third. Just got to it. Fingers is is long done. It is an hour and 20 minute smoke, an hour smoke. It's a full mild. Can work as that breakfast cigar. And the Bardstown, the, uh, the series there, the number two. On, on, on the Bardstown, the Discovery Series, it's all right. At $140, it may or may not be in your liquor cabinet, but it's definitely, definitely worth trying. Oh, yeah. That's good bourbon. Make sure you get the podcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever fine podcasts are sold. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs>